0: My name is Keyshawn Dodds, and I finished writing the book, Menzuo, The Calling of the Sun Prince. I'm an actor, motivational speaker, writer, and, you know, educational advocate. So when I go Mm -hmm. into schools, I not only read my book, I go in and as the superhero in costume, and I recite the pages to them. So the kids really get involved in what they're seeing.
1: Welcome to Please Finish Your Book, the show where busy people became published authors. Listen as they share their story, along with practical tips that you can use to get your book finished. Now, here's your host, an amateur football player in elementary school, John P.,
2: Thank you, Erica, and thank you, authors and soon-to-be-published authors for listening, rating, reviewing, sharing, and subscribing to the show. If you haven't rated and reviewed the show yet, especially on your iOS device or via iTunes, please do so. Find the instructions at pleasefinishyourbook.com. Just click the rate review menu. Thank you very much. This will help other people find the show. Yes, I was an amateur football player in elementary school. That was during my peewee football days as a running back and defensive back i enjoyed the position of running back the most especially in high school today's guest was also running back in high school and did some amazing things at that position he's my first fiction author on the show and there are many more fiction authors to come he's also an actor motivational speaker and an advocate for education now for the regular listeners you know that the format of this show is bam as in b-a-m which is an acronym for book author mindset what's interesting about this eight book series by this author it was inspired by the death of his best friend and you hear the details of that connection and how his best friend lives on through these books after the book segment you have to hear this whole episode this is one of the reasons why i'll be including fiction authors because of their abilities to create meaningful stories He's been on a mission to help boys and girls enjoy the love of reading and education. Please listen closely as Keyshawn Dodds shares his book and background with us along with his experience and advice on finishing a book.
1: All right, Keyshawn, what do you prefer? I'm going to ask you 10 random this or that questions. (laughs) So pick whatever comes to mind. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. A car or a truck? car. City or countryside? City. TV show or a movie? Movie. Cardio or weights? Definitely weights. Pen or pencil? Pencil. TV or a book? Oh, book. Receiving email or receiving a letter? Definitely a letter. Having it all or knowing it all? Knowing it all. Working hard or playing hard? Playing hard.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to the show. They appreciate well, it. Let's give us a little summary of what this book is about. All right, well, the synopsis of the book is it's uh, about a young kid who is 11 years old, and the week before his 12th birthday, he finds out that he is the new protector of the earth. Everything is revealed to him at his uh, right a week before his 12th birthday, and he has this necklace that's around his neck. And it's been there all his life, so he didn't really pay attention to it. But his protective solar lives inside of him. He reveals himself just a week before his 12th birthday, which is his age of destiny. And he has to protect Earth from some um, evil pirate warriors that are coming to take over the planet, enslave the people, and also control the energy of all good and evil, and it will control the universe. And so this young kid finds out that his real name is Menzuo, and he's from a different planet in the outer realm of our universe called Yardania, which is the planet of uh, warriors. And so he becomes the protector of Earth, but throughout his training in, in that week, some something very special happens to him and he finds out he is not only the protector of Earth, he is the next universal protector. And so he has some real big responsibilities that he has to uh, take on, and and with the help of his uh, trainer, Solar, and his new uh, master, his trainer, uh, Master Rincefly, they actually train him to become the best warrior possible.
1: Nice, nice. So... He's a superhero. Yes,
0: he is. Yes. Ha ha.
1: Very nice. <laughs> Good. New superhero. What's, besides your superhero, what other superhero do you like? To, oh, man.
0: You? I was, uh, as a kid, you know, being in, in, in the science fiction and fantasy, my, my favorite superhero of all time is The Flash because I was uh-huh. fast. I used to always want to be faster <laughs> than him. And so Flash <laughs> was my favorite. And so when they created that that, that show, I was afraid to watch it cuz I didn't want them to ruin what the Flash was, but they did a great job of making it real life so <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Now was that was that the show that uh, I think it said Flash.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's Flash Gordon. No, that was Flash. Gordon. That's Flash Gordon. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I like that okay. one too, though. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, okay. Flash. Got it. Got it. All right, yeah, all right.
0: Flash. that Flash. They have uh, Marvel's Flash. They they're doing the new ones, and this actually coincides with the Arrow that comes oh. on. And okay. They did an amazing job of creating the Flash and and also tying in those two superheroes. So they did a, I'm, I'm I'm very impressed with the writers of the stories and how they do a great job. And so as I got older, I had the opportunity to create my own superhero, which I'll get into a little bit and you'll see why it's so special, so different than any superhero that's out there now.
1: Did he have any co-partners like a like a Robin with him or something like that or is it all him?
0: No, nope, it's not all him. And 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 how I wrote this is as you know, superhero it's great to be a superhero, but you can't do everything by yourself. You always need a great team. And so with uh, Menzel, in the first book, his, his first teammate that he really gets everything from is Solar, is his protector that lives within the crystal. And then throughout the series, in the second book, he meets the rest of his team, which forms the Solar Warriors. Uh-huh. And so there are so many more people that come on on board that, that, nice. that kids and, and adults will see and, and fall in love with.
1: Awesome, awesome. So so the book was written for all ages. Oh, definitely all ages. A-
0: definitely all ages. And, and and as an educator I wrote I wrote it because I really wanted kids to enjoy education and, and, and get the love of reading again. So I based it on a fifth grade reading level and up.
1: Awesome. Nice. Could you see this book turning into something bigger well actually
0: that, that's that's funny you say that because um uh, two years ago I signed with Cosby Media Productions and wow. we are moving into film TV and animation with some, with <laughs> Dr. Braxton Cosby and also Chao Champion and we're forming um, just like Marvel has the Avengers uh, Cosby Media Productions we're putting together Infinity 7 which you'll have the seven laws of heroes and all of our heroes are coming together and we also have our own source which actors could you see playing them on the big screen oh man That's easy. Right now, I have uh, Master Rincefly who's Menzel's trainer. That's definitely all Michael Jai White. He's one (laughs) of the baddest men out there, so I know I would love to have him training my guy.
1: This next segment of the show is the rap session. Yes. Are you prepared to wrap, to read a portion or a paragraph? Yep. Okay, whenever you're ready, go for it.
0: All right. April 16, 2016 was the day he was found in the doorstep of an orphanage in Seattle, Washington. Miss Susan Meeks opened the door that afternoon and found him lying in a pot- bundle of clothes, lying comfortably with a note attached to it. She picked it up and read it to herself. It stated, To whom it may concern, please take good care of my son, Jamal. He is very special to me, and he will be special to your world. I'm only looking to see him raised like he would want to be, like a normal child, with whoever comes in contact with him on Earth. Please make sure that whoever comes in contact with him will love and care for him like he deserves to be. But please remember to keep him safe. If the wrong people come into his life while he is not prepared, it can be bad for your world and also for him. So once again, please take care of my son, Jamal. And P.S. Do not remove his necklace. It is the key to his future.
2: Hello Future and Current Published Authors, did you notice the new box on the homepage at PleaseFinishYourBook.com? It says how to instructions for subscribing, rating, and reviewing via iTunes, iPhone, or iPad. If you click it, it'll take you to the written step-by-step instructions, which is an alternative to watching the videos. I need your five-star ratings and reviews for this podcast just once. So would you do me that favor? And for those who've already done it, thank you very much. And for those who are about to do it, thank you in
1: advance. Now back to the show. So now we're gonna learn a little bit about you. Absolutely So where'd you grow up and what stands out about your childhood?
0: Well for me I grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts, born and raised here, and what really stands out in my childhood is that what really shaped who I am and that comes from my family, my mother, my three older brothers, Kevin, Keith and Craig, and my name is Keyshawn and it's all with K's and we have the same middle name, K E D. So King Edward Dodds was my father. When I was seven, my father passed away due to cancer and I was put into the boys you I was put into the boys and girls club And that really structured my life into putting me into education, strengthening my education, also getting involved in sports and keeping me um, directed on, on my path. And it led me to getting my scholarship into college and honing in on my writing skills, and it just blossomed from there. So my childhood was very active. I was one of those kids that, if you said you can't run through that wall, I was the one that would try to run through it. Because <laughs> Just because somebody said you can't do it. Right. <laughs> it lives to this day.
1: So what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: I actually wanted to be a fireman. That was always the huh? first thing. That was one of the biggest things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a fireman, then I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to play in NFL. And I never really thought I would be what I am today. I'm, I'm actually the Director of Diversity and Community Engagement at a college, at American International College in Springfield. And I'm an author. Huh? And I get to do something that I never Thought I would do was being a motivational speaker, writing, and speaking to kids and inspiring people uh, to love education.
1: So after high school or college? Yep. Which career did you find yourself spending the most time in?
0: oh uh, being a teacher and education and, and coaching. Okay. I've always because of how I, I've grown up, uh, being in the Boys and Girls Club and, and, and around youth, I always wanted to give back, and I found myself falling right where. I, I wanted to be in education, going back into the boys and girls clubs, coaching kids to this day. I coach uh, AAU basketball with my daughter's teams, the fifth and sixth grades team that I do, and, and it's just something that's embedded in me that I see that the opportunities that grew up that I grew up in, I want the kids to have as well, and to be that advocate, it, it feels great.
1: Now, before the book idea, mm-hmm. was there a specific hobby or passion? that you found yourself doing a lot
0: absolutely well you know as 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 I was an athlete I loved to work out and exercise and play sports and it'd be the okay. best that I could be but also I was a cl- closet co- comic book reader and writer so <laughs> that was that was my passion and it was so so quiet that only my best friend Marcus McDowell knew about it my mother didn't oh, even know how
1: wild wow. it was so you hit the comic books you hit them
0: absolutely every uh. night the night. <laughs> in the closet <laughs>
1: so what personal hardship before book shaped you into who you are today?
0: Well, like I said, my my best friend, Marcus McDowell, um, who knew everything about me, this is what really changed my entire path in life. Um, At 17, he was diagnosed with cancer. And to me, that was my first friend that I had outside my family from six months old. So he knew me more like he was my brother, not my best friend. We we were so tight that if he got in trouble and I wasn't there, I got in trouble, too, because they knew we had something to do with it. And when he was in and had was diagnosed with cancer, he was in the hospital going through his chemo treatments and he wanted to create a comic book. And so he was, a, you know, an avid drawer, an artist, and I loved to write. So we started to put this comic book together. And unfortunately, 11 months later, he passed away. And, you know, that was a very, very devastating part of my life. I, I really gave up on everything, school, education, sports. I even gave up on God because my faith was tested, and, and it was just thrown out the window because I lost my brother. And A couple months later, I talked to his dad and he kind of set me straight and made me realize how selfish I was and how important my my best friend thought of me. And and, and the last day... Last week, before he passed away, he had a conversation with his dad, and he said, "You know, Dad, I know I'm not going to be here much longer, but and I know everybody's going to be okay. But you need to watch Keyshawn; he's not going to handle this well. And so, before he passed, he was worried about me, and that's how I knew that he knew exactly how I was going to be. He called it to a T. And at that moment, after I talked to his dad, I realized that I didn't, I couldn't be selfish. I had to live life for the both of us. And that comic book that we were going to create, I couldn't draw, so I ended up having. these dreams about this superhero and it just kept being a recurring dream so I started writing and writing and six months later I had my first manuscript and that was really the catapult of my life and where I am today as an author and wow. educator
1: now before this book mm-hmm. What personal accomplishment or unique talent were you the most proud of?
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Playing football and being five foot eight and 175 pounds <laughs> and, and, and seeing other teams around me be nervous about me stepping on the field was probably the best. And, wow. and being able to bring my team to championships and, and, and <laughs> winning these awards was something that I thought was the pinnacle of life that you're, you're, you're one of the best athletes in the, in this area. You get a scholarship to college because you are one of the greatest football players in your, your time, in your area. Right. But right. once that happened, th- those accomplishments, I mean, I love them, but after that, I really got to see how life was. But that was one of my biggest accomplishments.
1: <laughs> what position?
0: I was a running back. So oh, yeah. Just think, huh? I was at Springfield Central High School, and I love my high school, my alma mater, and I still have the career rushing record, which I'm proud of. I had Two Whoa. years two years I played and I had three thousand five hundred three thousand six hundred yards and fifty two touchdowns. So I'm very
1: Whoa. proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That surpasses me. I I was running back, too. Wow. In two years. Two years. Two years.
0: We had had some great teams. I loved it.
1: Wow. Great job with that. All right. So what book do you wish you were the author of?
0: Oh, my gosh. Really? And I would tell you right now, the book I really, really wish I was the author of and it has nothing to do with science fiction and fantasy. But what turned me on to reading other books was Nathan McCall makes me want to holler. Oh, After I read that book, I was so inspired. I, I, to this day, I still want to meet the man because he inspired me to see how whatever he went through in life in his book and everything that he did and going to jail and coming out and becoming a, and, and a writer for, for the Washington Post and, and teaching classes. I was just amazed at the fortitude of this this man from a kid. He just documented his life. And I wow. felt like I, I was standing next to him while I'm reading the story. It was unreal, but it actually catapulted me to see, wow, you know, you can have a hard life, but you can do some great things. And, and that really just shaped me.
2: This is John P. again. On my long daily commute in Los Angeles traffic, sometimes up to three hours a day, I listen to podcasts and audio books. Audible provides over 180,000 audiobook programs, and I've been using them since the year 2000. That was before they became an Amazon company and before smartphones. I used to listen to books on an MP3 player or on a CD. CDs that Audible allowed us to burn the books onto. Now, I listen to the books on my smartphone using the Audible app. You can do the same thing or you can listen straight from your computer. Keyshawn's book is also available right now on Audible.com. If you're not already an Audible subscriber, you can get the book for free when you start your 30 day free trial at PleaseFinishYourBook.com slash free audiobook. Or just go to PleaseFinishYourBook.com and click the Audible logo on my webpage to get started. Now back to the show.
1: Alright, now we're going to transition to the part of the show where we get into your mind. Yes. And some of the methods that you use to get this book out. So give us an idea as to what actually led to the book idea. The idea for this book. Well,
0: so the idea for the book, um, it was supposed to be a comic book and I couldn't start it, like I said, because I can't draw. But, you know, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to do something that was going to help me heal from having a loss of my brother, Marcus McDowell, my best friend, and also keep his life, uh, his story alive and who he is and do it just a big honor to him. So I created this story, Menzo, The Calling of the Sun Prince. In Menzo, when people read it, they see that Menzo is actually me. And Solar, Mm -hmm. the protector that gives him his superpowers, is my best friend, Marcus. And in the first book, they battle an evil pirate warrior named Morbid, who comes from the planet Xervo. And Morbid means death. That represented the cancer. So Jamal Hall, Menzo, and Solar, Keyshawn, and Marcus battle Morbid, who's the cancer in that book. Wow. So when I get inspired, Mm -hmm. and it's like everything plays in my mind like a movie. And I can't, I can't deny this. It's, it's, it's like I can feel, hear, see, smell everything. And I just yeah. put on my headphones, I listen to some Busta Rhymes and some really great hip-hop, <laughs> and I just get the writing.
1: Now, do you remember how long it took you from the time you got the idea to the point to where you knew it was going to be a book, yep. and you started taking action on it.
0: Oh gosh, it was um, six months after I wrote it. Then I, you know, I went. I was in at Wolverhampton Academy in my prep school years, going through that year, and I was finishing up. And I finished the book in the summer. Then I went to college at American International College. At my football scholarship, I was sitting in my English class, and uh, my English professor loved to. put put out writing prompts. And I would always put these writing prompts in just in the stores. And he was just like, wow, you you have a creative mind. I was like, well, you know, I kind of write a lot. So one day I brought Mm -hmm. in my, my three ring binder of my story and I gave it to her. And, you know, she was like, "Okay, thank you. And left it alone. And then a couple months later, she comes back, and she's so excited. And she's like, oh, my God, that was so great. That, I'm like, what are you talking about, lady? And she's like, that book, and she's saying every name wrong about Menzel. And she's like, but moo, 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 what? I was like, oh, I said, Oh So I told her what the story was, and she's like, you know what? You're going to be an educator. I want to get help you get this published. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You, I know you want me to like your class. You don't have to do that. I like your class. She's like, no, it's a great book. I want to help you get it published. And so, in 1997, in 97, uh, 96, 97 was when I really started taking it serious.
1: So she was the one who really motivated you to do something with it.
0: Absolutely, because you know, yes. I didn't, you know, I never thought about giving that book or letting anybody read it. I did it because I needed <laughs> to have a release and keeping my best friend's mem- uh, memory alive. Nice. And when she. She read it and she was so excited and then she's like, you're going to be in, in the school system. You're going to work with kids and they're going to love this book and they're going to want to read other books. And I'm like, really? Okay. So I didn't, you know, it, the gift was given to me from, from God and my best friend and it actually turned into everything that it is today.
1: Now, before the book was fully finished, what doubts did you have or was there a particular doubt that you had about getting the book out and finished? And if so, How did you silence that voice?
0: Well, the thing is, uh, (laughs) when people know about me, I love when people say you can't do it. You can't do this. So I never feed into the negativity of the cans. I'm always the one that says your your can't is my can. And so I just kept pushing through. Even when I kept going through and getting a rejection letter, seventeen rejection letters from publishers saying no, no thank you. This you know, we, this is not gonna work. But I believed in my book so much that the no's someone is gonna say no, I just needed one. And those doubts I guess I, I guess the passion in, in, in what I wrote, I knew how powerful it was, I could' never let it doubt doubt that it was gonna, not going to happen, and it just stayed there to to this day and then that, it got published in, in two
1: thousand and four. <laughs> nice, nice. Now how often did you write? And where did you find yourself writing the most to gain the, the best inspiration?
0: Oh God, I, I just gotta say I love my wife because she allows <laughs> me to be up late writing. So I find myself writing late at night when they go to bed, you know. Ah. And, and and luckily, my wife and my daughter now they go to sleep early, so I get my mm-hmm. nine o'clock, nine thirty writing mode in. And I, I I try to dedicate at least two hours a night to writing. And it's just like working mm-hmm. out. I tell people when you if you want to go to the gym and get healthy, you got to do the same thing with your writing you got to block out some time. And I try to find that time at, at least three or four times a week to write. And sometimes it's every night when I get get a story stuck in my head.
1: What type of tools that you use? Oh. Um, notebook, cell phone, computer? Oh,
0: the, the best way to do it for me was I used to just, when, before I started using the computer more, I would write everything out in a in a, in a in a notebook. I'll write it out okay. by hand and I'll type it out. And now I, I have my flash drives and I just... I'm huh. Putting it on, you know, Microsoft Word, because I can go back and fix it. It's a lot easier and a little bit faster for me, so I use my computer and and music. Music is is the root of, of, of hmm. my soul, so it really motivates me to put in put in the words.
1: What you do for fun to escape from the writing? We just had to get away from it.
0: Work out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I work out and and and, and I and I, I work with kids because the funniest thing is like you know we all have jobs and we work, mm-hmm. but yeah. and, and then you know sometimes some days you're very tired. Tired, and I coach, but the second I step in front of my kids, the the smiles, my my energy level goes up, and they show you how fun life is, and it's not just about work and paying bills. And so that energizes me, and then I get right back to writing.
1: Okay, well, tell us about a challenging moment or a major distraction that you had on oh, that writing that, that slowed you down.
0: Oh, the major distraction is um the, the biggest one is when. I first got my first book published and I was locked into a a deal that I really didn't like. And I couldn't get my hands back on my book to make any changes with it or or to even update it. And I felt so constrained and and, and held in that it kind of halted my desire to write. And so for basically two years, I just put the the laptop away and I didn't want to write because I felt like somebody was having ownership of my work. And I couldn't do anything with it. And I just couldn't get myself to write something out to put something else out there. But Mm -hmm. as soon as I got that release, oh, my gosh, it's like the the spark came right back.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice. Give us a glimpse into the editing process.
0: Oh, OK.
1: <laughs>
0: now, now, I tell all the kids when I go into the schools, um, you're upset about having a paper that's marked up with red ink, one page. <laughs> so imagine having 300 pages marked up with every line, every word, every punctuation, every indent marked. And my editor through Cosby Media Productions, Tamar Hala, she is amazing. And I never knew how important she was as an editor or what an editor's importance was, because I've had some before that go through your book, but they never went into detail. When Tamar got my first book and she went through it and got it back to me, I was just blown away because she really dissected that book. And the process, the editing process is not just once it's five times over. Because wow. you want to put out the yeah. best product. And you have to be patient when you're going through that editing process and understand that your editor is your other eyes, your other set of eyes that will make your book the best product ever.
1: Nice. Nice. Thank you for that. So the title.
0: Yes. Break down that
1: title again for us.
0: So, so the first book is the first mm-hmm. book in the Solo Warrior series. It's Menzuo, the mm-hmm. Calling of the Sun Prince.
1: So Menzuo, is that yes. something significant?
0: Well, no. This funny thing yeah. is when when Marcus was in the hospital, he wanted we wanted to create mm-hmm. this comic book, and I was like, okay, so you know we, we have this superhero we want to create. Well, I always want well, I said we got to give him a name. He said I already have a name. <laughs> I said what's the name? He said Menzuo. <laughs> I said, "What the heck is a menzil?" He was like, "Exactly." Because you asked that question, everybody's going to ask that question because they don't even know how to pronounce it or say it, and now they want to know what it means. So we gave it a definition of the sun prince, and so that's something that that came right from my best friend Marcus McDowell, and I kept that name because it is an attraction getter.
1: Got it. Nice. And what about the cover? How'd you come up with that cover there? Ooh. That that circle and I can. It looks like. It looks like it's trying to spell something. Yeah, if it, in-
0: it, it, once it spreads out, it spells out Mensuel in three, diff- four different ways, and it comes oh. together. So up, down, left, and right. When it spreads out, it spells mensual. When it comes back in, it's just it's just the crest of the M that you'll see. And mm. my new illustrator, who I've hooked up with back in uh, I believe 2008, Carl Harrison. Um, he went to the Art Institute in Boston, mm-hmm. and he read the book and fell in love with it and said, I have to work with you and mm-hmm. i didn't have an I didn't have an illustrator, but I wanted to make sure I had that that pop where kids can see the character, get to feel the see, see and feel what Men's Will is. and Carl created this the 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 symbol, create all the characters, and he is just an amazing artist. so I, I love that symbol that we have
1: nice, nice. so you are published through an independent publishing company. Yes. And why did you choose that route?
0: Well, I went through, you know, the, the publishing company, uh, uh, Publish America. Then I went to iUniverse, which is a subsidiary publisher. Then I, you know, I even published, self-published myself. And, you know, every road has their benefits, but also their downfalls. And when I did the self-publishing, you know, I, I it's all on me. And I love it, but I just felt like I was alone. And there's so much more to get out there. So I ended up linking up with Leon Cosby and and Dr. Braxton Cosby. And I felt that this, this independent publishing company was not just a publishing company. It's a family. And all the authors that they have on board, we all support each other. So it keeps you motivated to not just write this story, support this story. You're supporting everybody else's books. They're supporting yours. And they're motivating you to keep your stories going. So that's why I really chose. And I took a long time to to choose a company that I felt would not only um, help promote or support me, but also guide me in the best ways and have my best interest in, in Media Productions does that.
1: Nice. So what new skill did you gain from going through this process of finishing a book?
0: Oh my gosh. What I've learned is, <laughs> is patience. <laughs> That's <laughs> the biggest thing. And, and, and also just the, the, the little things that these huge publishing companies don't tell you, like, you know, what's the Lexile score? And I found that out through Leon Cosby. He said, Keyshawn, you need a Lexile score so your books can be readily available in the schools. I'm like, well, that's mm. the goal. I want to be in every school, but the but big publishing companies won't give you that nugget because they, they hoard that. And you can't get your books in the schools unless you go to LE school individually and put a book in there. But now mm-hmm. they can go, the, print, the librarians can go all through the Library of Congress, look up the Lexile score, see that it's age appropriate, grade appropriate, and order it for the schools. That's another nugget that I'm, I'm learning all these little nice. things. That that the cosmic Media Productions is putting out there that makes your book readily available on every level from audiobooks, ebooks, paperback, hardcover, and going moving forward to uh, live action and, and uh, animation.
1: Nice, very nice. So, what worked, or I should say, what didn't work well that you would do differently for your next book?
0: Oh, uh, what didn't work well? I would say every you know the things that I've learned. I've I've learned where to. Put your money. <laughs> you really um, do. I learned that sometimes, you know, some of the things that you think that you need, you, you really don't. Like, you know, you're paying for certain reviews that I've seen people do. And you mm-hmm. think that's going to work. Uh some some sometimes it does but it doesn't have a long standing effect. I like the, the genuine um reviews that you can get. I've learned really really learned from Michael Connelly uh, that's with the Cambridge Entrepreneur Academy to not give out so many books. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because you're devaluing your 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 work. And people think it's, it's free, but it's not. And you, you're an art artist and you're you know, a starving artist. You can't just keep giving stuff away. So you have to put some value to it. And the, so those are the things that I have learned over, over that time.
1: Okay, nice. And I see your book is available on Audible? Yes, it is. Yes, so it is. so are you reading it, is someone else reading it? No, nope.
0: Cosmic Media Productions, they have a team together and we they they chose someone to, um to do the audiobook. So for the next ones, I'll probably have um the the opportunity to choose a reader for my book so I can make sure that that person has like my characters the way I want it. Trust me, I I'm very appreciative of it. And 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 to have an audiobook cuz that's really really cool cuz people can listen to it in the car. But nice. I know the feel of my story. And so I can't act it out, but I would love to give some kids some opportunities to become the characters. That's what Oh, nice.
1: Ah, very nice. Good idea. So how did you celebrate after the book was finally finished and available for sale?
0: <laughs> I had a my first book signing was at the Boys and Girls Club that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I, I invited everybody that I knew. And it, the funniest one was my mother. Because I told her a couple it's like a month before I got my first book in hand when it was just going through the publishing processes. I said, Mom, I published a book. She's like, boy, stop lying. I said, Mom, I'm serious. I wrote a book. And I, you know, my mother's from the South. She's from. She, when she yeah. says little boy, you know, you are in trouble. And she goes, little boy, stop playing. I, you didn't write a book. So I had to wait. I got the book in my hand. I knocked on her door and I said, Mom, look, I published a freaking book. And she's like, oh, my nice. God, you wrote a book. So, I'm, and so from there, she really believed that I, I did it and we moved on and I did some book signings in, in the, in, at the Boys and Girls Club and it was the greatest turnout ever.
1: What are you excited about working on next?
0: Oh, well, I have uh, the next book is Men's World, uh, The Legend of the Blue Diamond. Also, the biggest thing that I'm most excited about is working with Dr. Braxton Cosby and Chao Champion, the form Infinity Seven. Um, Mm. We are working... uh, Chao Champion's book will be out at the end of May, and Dr. Braxton Cosby's book will be out at the end of June. And you'll be able to see The Cape, which is Dr. Braxton Cosby's, and also Chao Champion's The Majesties of Canaan. And Mm -hmm. how these stories will all have their own base and their own fanfare, but when you see them all come together, you're going to be blown away because this (laughs) is something that is just amazing to see.
1: So this is part of a book series. How many series... The book that's coming out next yep. is that what what series number is that's that?
0: that's number two of eight. Wow. And, wow. And to let you know all eight are done.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: they just read they're ready to be edited and put out right now. So number two is coming out and then next year number three will be out. And right. it is and, and the best thing about number three, this is something that I've done in my city of Springfield. I've gone to a few schools and I've done presentations, but I also want to get my kids involved. So I gave them writing prompts and And three of the schools, I gave them writing prompts on create your own superhero name, give them three superpowers, give them a place where they they reside, a setting, and also give them a problem solve. And I said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to the schools again. I'm going back next month. And from each school, I'm choosing three superheroes that they created, and I'm going to put them in my book. Nice. So now they're going to have their own superheroes that will be a part oh, of the Men's World Series. So this is how I want to inspire kids to just enjoy being a part of education.
1: Share a tip or a word of encouragement for anyone who hasn't finished their book yet.
0: My word of encouragement, and this is something that I pray that I can open my own shop one day, is called Just Write. Because if you don't write your story, it'll never be told. And the best feeling of you writing out your story and completing it is just that. It's complete and it's yours. And so you can enjoy it just like I enjoyed mine. So just write. My name is Keyshawn Dodds, and I am the author of Menzoal, The Calling of the Sun Prince. And if you haven't published your book yet, please finish your book.
2: Thank you for finishing your book, Keyshawn. And thank you for sharing your message and your advice with the world. For a quick review of what was covered in this episode, visit the show notes at pleasefinishyourbook.com slash zero zero nine take it away erica
0: did you learn enough to help you take the next step toward finishing your
1: book if so share the show and let us know by visiting please finish and be sure to subscribe rate and review on itunes or stitcher hashtag please finish your book